Listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I welcome you to another edition here, and on this program, we discuss the topic of divine healing, and we talk about... Uh, we, we talk with amazing men and women of God from all around the world who have witnessed and seen this in person, who have been there, who have done it, and are here to tell the tale. And joining me today, I am super, super, super excited. Joining me on the phone today is the personal assistant to Mr. Curry Blake at JGLM and also the administrator over there and pretty much runs everything. And I, I basically think she's in charge. Uh, joining us today on the phone, Rebecca Todd. Rebecca, how are you? Welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How's everything going? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So is that true? Are you really in charge over there or should I not say anything on the air? I like to think so. I like to think so, but okay. <laughs> don't tell my dad that. Okay. It'll be, it'll be our secret, you know, you and the whole world that's listening. Um, so it's all good. <laughs> So uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. I'm real excited. And um, what we always do is our in our first segment, we open with a testimony, something crazy, something off the charts, something wild. And uh, as we were chatting uh, before the show started, a lot of times being um, traveling and working with Curry, a lot of times people will go to him primarily for, for being ministered to, but you are equally equipped and you know how to do it and you've seen stuff. So kind of share with us something that you've seen, something that's kind of off the charts. What do you got? Um, yeah, actually, you know, one that has stuck with me for a few years, um, and this has been a while, but we were in Portland, Oregon, uh, this has been like 19 or 20, and I'm 31 now, so, um, there was a, a man there who was a quadriplegic, and his family had brought him there to get prayed for, and, um, it actually, it still affects me to the same kind of thing, all teary just because you see how good God is people, and, um, well, he, he came there, and before the end of the service, he was wiggling his toes, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but to a man who's, you know, completely, the only thing he could move were basically his eyelids, um, moving his toes was a very big deal, um, and so we left, and, and at the same time, I prayed for a woman who had multiple sclerosis, and was just in the beginning stages, and, um, I, we went back a couple of years later, and this guy walked up to my dad, and he said, Brother Curry, um, you may not remember me, but the last time you came here, I was in a wheelchair. And dad was like, okay, well, it's awesome. You know, you're healed. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I was the, I'm the quadriplegic. And he was walking and talking. It was completely fine. And um, that was amazing to me. And just to shake his hand and to see him walking there, it was just it was awesome. And then the lady who had multiple sclerosis, came back and told me that she was healed also. So it was a, that was an awesome meeting. That was a, that one stands out to me. <laughs> probably the most. So I would imagine that traveling around and going to all like the meetings and the trainings, you probably have seen such just crazy things just in general, probably multiple things over and over again that, I mean, I would assume it gets to a point where it just doesn't phase you anymore. Is that, is that accurate? Uh, you know, sometimes you do get a little bit desensitized to it, which, you know, it's a shame it shouldn't happen that way, but after a while, it's not like, oh, yeah, you get testimonies, and oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that before. But that's, we, you have to be careful not to become that way, especially when you're raised in it, 
and you just give testimony after testimony. And the, you know, the most difficult thing is being able to keep up with all the testimony because for so long it was just our family just, you know, traveling in a car to go up to Portland or to Washington or to Florida or wherever. And then we get testimonies and that would be awesome to us, but we didn't get their name. We didn't get their information. It's just stuff you don't think about at the, at the moment, you know? But now we have a much better system in place where we're able to, you know, think about those kind of things and we have forms that people fill out so we can keep their information on file. Yeah. So by being in uh, the family with Curry Blake over there, what is the expectation maybe that's on you that may be different than anyone else? Do you have like a higher burden to see people healed or to step out? What What's that like? You know, I think, I think the biggest expectation just from out, I mean, is mainly from us. We have expectations of ourselves and especially dad. He really expects a lot of us because he knows what we can do. And, um, you know, I think other people are, the main demand is just to be there. People expect you to, you know, answer the phone when they call, to answer them back when they send an email, like immediately. And sometimes it's not possible. Uh, but luckily, you know, God really sent us some really great people to help us with the burden. And, you know, we appreciate prayers and for people to pray for us to come in to help us. But the people that we do have has been such a huge blessing that don't look at us like, I don't know, like we're special or anything, because we're totally not. We're completely the most normal, you know, family that you that you could imagine. But um, I think the biggest expectation actually comes from my dad, because he knows what we can do and he sees the need and wants us to rise through that level to make sure that we can be there for everybody. So we need more people so to help us with those things. When when you are involved with um, actually laying hands and praying for people specifically specific to you, um, what would you say is sort of maybe the biggest struggle for you, or the biggest uh, thing that you have to deal with, or is there something you're uh, have to really fight to get? What what what, what kind of struggle do you go through? I think the biggest thing is because um, when Dad does the DHT when he teaches it, he teaches you how he prays. Like this is what you say. And I think it's important for for me not to make it a mantra or to make it like a, I have to say these words. It's like, no, it's the intention. It's where my faith is. I know that when I believe this is going to happen. It's not that, um, it's not what words you say. You know what I mean? Because when Dad prays, he says, like, it, that's what, that's his, that's what he says. And that's where he believes. But just because he says it that way, he doesn't mean you have to say it exactly that way. Because people will end up making it a mantra or like this. If I have to, if I say it just like hurry, then I'll, you know, it'll happen. But no, it's where your faith is. It's not the word you say, it's the intention. So with that, is uh, is there a certain thing that you'll see in healing which um, you know walking right in that it's going to happen every time? Like a certain, like I know with us, like a leg length and we can knock that out like instantly. I mean, do you do you get like that too? Or do you kind of approach everything as I'm just going to treat everything equally? Do you kind of, you know, grow in that I way or how do you approach Yeah, equally. Because, I mean, to me, it's all the same thing. I mean, like I know, like, as a whole, cancer is one of the easiest things. I guess that's that's one of the easiest things for us. But me personally, I just look at it all the same. Because I think you can look at all the same, you're gonna you're gonna treat it all the same and you're gonna believe for it all the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna think of something as bigger than something else, like cancer bigger than a headache or something. I mean mm-hmm. so I try to treat it all the same. 
So what was the first healing that you witnessed that you were actually cognizant of and could actually process depending on your age? Um, what was the first thing you saw that really kind of locked this in for you? Um, traveling with dad or you mean just in general? Um, either or is fine. Um, when I was, I don't know, maybe 16 or 17, this was before dad actually started traveling as the um, we just, I went to this, uh, drama thing that this school was putting on and it was, um, they just had all these kids get together who wanted to get saved and they brought them in this side room and so I went in there to, to help, you know, as one of the people helping this thing. And there was this little, this kid there that had a, uh, wrapped up. And this is like the first time I was by myself. I wasn't with my parents in church. And, you know, so it was kind of like all up to me, you know, one of those things. And I just, you know, I was like shaking really nervous and went over to this kid. And I was like, let me pray for you because God's going to heal you. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. And he had, he goes to church, but he looked at me like I was crazy. So I grabbed his hand and I told all the people to go and I commanded to be healed. And he like looked at me and his eyes were real, real wide. And he looked at me and he's like, does this actually work? And I was like, well, move your hand, like, you know, move your arm around. And he moved it, and he took off his brace, and he said, the pain's gone. He said, I had a, um, um, hairline fracture. He's like, and now all the pain's gone. So that was the first thing. I was, like, so excited. And, of course, I ran home and told my dad it was, you know, the most amazing thing to me that, <laughs> that it happened the first time I prayed. So I thought that was awesome. And what was his reaction when you told him? Um, completely normal. Like, yeah, that's how it should be. Didn't didn't even phase him. <laughs> that's awesome. No, he's just like, no, he was proud, but he's just like that's that's how it should be. Very that's, cool. That's all right. Excellent. That is so awesome. Listeners on the phone today, Rebecca Todd, um, daughter to Curry Blake, JGLM, also um, administration over there, his personal assistant, and uh, basically the one in charge, I think. We're, we're trying to determine that. She's joining us on the phone today, just uh, sharing some testimonies and a little bit of her experience, and uh, this is um, absolutely awesome. So when we come back in our next break, we're going to hear about her background and experience and how she kind of grew up into this um, a little more in detail. And we'll be back momentarily here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Don't nobody go nowhere. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Listeners back on the Heal the Sick podcast with me, Million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. This is a presentation of Dominion Fire Church here in Las Vegas, and you can check us out at www 
dominionfire.com and you can find the entire catalog of the Heal the Sick podcast in its entirety, totally free. Please check them all out. Please share it with the world and get the message out. And the beauty of what we do here is we put the goodness of God on display for the whole world to hear about. And we do so by inviting amazing men and women of God to tell their story and to share their experiences with us. And uh, it I know it has blessed me. It has blessed some of our audience, hopefully all of our audience and, uh, and all of our guests as well. And I always hear good reports back from people and uh, healing testimonies from the prayer portion of it. And it's uh, it's just such a good thing. And I'm so glad I can bring it to you. And thank you. For being part of it here. Joining me on the phone today, Rebecca Todd, nay, Blake. She is the personal assistant to Curry Blake, JGLM, uh, administrator over there at the headquarters offices and uh, a minister in her own right. So she's uh, shared her testimonies in the first segment and what she has witnessed along the way in, in a couple cases. Now we get to hear about her background and experience. So Rebecca, welcome back to the program. And would you please share with the audience more about your background, your experience, and tell us a little about you, please. Yes. Um, well, I, you know, I'm a starter for Blake. I, I went on a first mission trip that we did at JGLM up in North Carolina. And honestly, um, I've seen most of the testimonies that dad gives, I was there for. And so it's, I have had a very best life. And I try not to take for granted at all. Um, I, I've seen some really amazing things. I've been all over the world. And, you know, God's done some amazing things in my family that I'm extremely grateful for. Um, he's given us opportunities that we wouldn't normally have, um, doors into people's lives. And just seeing God work miracles all over the world has just been a huge blessing to me. Um, but, yeah, that's basically my experience. It's pretty much just traveling with Dad since the age of 17, 18 years old, and seeing God do amazing, amazing things. Um, I just, I'm extremely blessed to be a part of this family and to know where we came from and where we are now, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, and now to have the opportunity to share with people, like even on this, on this radio show and um, at our conference last year was, was a huge blessing just to share my personal testimony because I didn't always walk with the Lord. I stepped away from the Lord for about four years because, like I said earlier, you can become desensitized to the things of God. And that's where I was. And um, I stepped away for four years, and and finally I called Dad, and I was like, okay, Dad, I can't live like this anymore. And he said, come home. And so I did, and I've been back traveling with him ever since, and um, was married about a couple of years ago, and now I have my first child. Uh, Joseph Daniel was born December 27th, I've just been, I've been extremely blessed to do everything I've ever wanted to do for the Lord. It's been pretty amazing, and how He has forgiven me and brought me back and put me where I am today as far as this new opportunity with, with Johnny Lake Ministries and, um, and to just be able to speak into other people's lives, and it's, it's pretty amazing. And that's awesome. So um, as far as growing up uh, from the stories I, I've heard from Curry, um, you had always been exposed to uh, the Bible and ministry and all that stuff. So it's always been a part of your life, right? Always. Yeah. Okay. Ever since I was a kid, even with his, with my dad's mom, who's a, uh, you know, redheaded, long-haired Pentecostal woman mm-hmm. who shouts the Jericho March on the church. That's <laughs> how we were raised. And um, yeah, we were always raised this way. And, um, and as you were saying earlier, um, what was it about kind of in, in being in it all the time? What about it 
is is what desensitized you um because uh, you know that happens a lot and you always hear it with children of uh, pastors and preachers going through that what exactly was it for you that kind of um that did that for you church people okay honestly um because i think even besides ministry just being around church people for the most part and and seeing just hypocrisy in the church. And, you know, besides my own family, I mean, because when you're family, you still fight. You still have your ups and downs, and you just have to move on and just say, you know, our family, whatever, we get over it. But if you hear, you know, just normal Christians, or even kids who've, you know, gone to church their whole lives, and they don't want anything to do with Christianity because of church people. And that's where I was. Um, I just didn't feel like being around Christians anymore. I just done. And even though I'd seen all these miracles, when I stepped away, I was just like, you know, Lord, I love you, and it's not you. I just don't want to be around Christians anymore. I didn't want to go traveling anymore. And I just, looking back, I'm, I just, you know, my attitude is all wrong, of course. Uh, and that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm very thankful, thankful now for where God has brought me because of how snotty I was back then and how you know, I took things for granted, and now I'm looking back, I'm just like, thank you, Lord, for not ever giving up on me anymore. <laughs> you know, not just smacking me for just being this naughty little brat that I was at a, <laughs> at a certain time, you know? And now I'm just so thankful to be here and to have this opportunity to pray for people, to speak into people's lives, to, you know, I don't know, just to do this. Christian thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Now, I want to ask you a question, and it's the uh, the magic question. I'm sure it's on everybody's mind uh, concerning your, your experience, is that uh, your dad, Curry, tells a story about how you were raised from the dead, and this is a very yes. intriguing story. So can you give us the full rundown of that? Yes. Actually, um, I don't think there has been one meeting since the very first meeting that someone didn't ask, are you the dead girl? That was another thing I was talking about. I'm very grateful for the things that happened in my life. Um, yeah, I was seven and a half years old. It was actually on Memorial Day. And I um, was we were, I was in the upstairs of our two-story condominium. And I some friends were walking by, and I could hear them. So I went over, crawled on top of the dresser, and tried to push my face against the screen just to you know, make a face at them. And the screen was only propped against it, and it wasn't connected. So when I put all the weight forward, I toppled out and fell face first. I was about 27, 30 feet onto concrete. Um, the last thing I remember, personally, was pushing my face against the screen. I don't remember falling. Um, but then the next thing I remember is waking up in the car and trying to hold myself up, and I couldn't. And my right knee had been crushed, and both my ribs were broken. Um, I busted my lip wide open. I still have a little bit of a knot on my lip. Um, that's only noticeable if I show you. So only very few people have seen it. But um, the thing is, is I never knew if this was a memory or something that I just thought that, you know, because I've heard the story so many times, if I just thought it was, you know, I'm putting imagination to the story. But I still remember... If it wasn't for this memory, I won't remember how the whole downstairs of the apartment was. But it was like I'm looking down, like, from the corner, looking down at Dad praying for me. And I remember my mom, like, coming down the stairs and kind of tripping and falling down the stairs, kind of. Uh, 
the only thing my dad and I disagree on now is what shirt he was wearing. Because <laughs> he said he was wearing a different shirt. And I said, no, it was a, it was a yellow sweater. It was a, you know, the sleeves cut off. And he's like, no, I don't think so. He said, but how do you remember that shirt? And he's like, I'm telling you. I just, I, that's, that's what I remember. So I don't know if it was just my memory or if I actually had an out-of-body experience. I'm not really sure. But that's, that's from my side. But the next thing I remember, like, being in my body was in the car and trying to hold myself up. Mm-hmm. So, but which is cool, though, is, you know, a couple months later, I don't even think it was, it was a few weeks later, and I was uh, in a full body cast, basically, my whole leg and both my wrists, and, um, like, the picture that was on Facebook. Um, I, we went to a tent revival, and I made my dad push me down front, and the guy that was there... You know, he called for anyone that wanted healing, and I told the others, you push me down front. And the whole reason was because it was summertime, and John and Crystal were jumping on the trampoline, and I couldn't. And I couldn't get healed so I could jump on the trampoline. And then later that night, I was up and walking around, and my wrist was going off my wrist. And uh, we went to the doctor, and we cut off the cast, and I was fine. Wow. Those broken bones were healed as well. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And John and Crystal being your brother and sister. Yes, yes, sorry. No, so just, just so the audience is clear on that. So it's fascinating because uh, when when people have gone through that experience, because uh, some of the people I've interviewed on the show have gone through that, but ask that we don't cover it for personal reasons. And, and you know, I was respectful of that. So I've heard so many different experiences that people go through. And it just sounds like in your case, it was you were playing one minute and then you woke up in pain the next minute and that was all that you really remember and are not sure of it. Whereas other people have, you know, crazy vivid things going on. So, um, from the stories that you've heard, uh, through, through the ministry there of people being raised up, have you heard, um, of all different experiences like that? Or have you had find that most people went through what you went through? What, what do you see when, when you see someone that that goes through that? Well, there was another lady who came to our conference uh, the year before last and she, you know, she asked me, she's like, are you the one that was raised from the dead? And I was like, well, yes, ma'am. And she said, did I hear it? As soon as you walked in, she said, because I was raised from the dead, too. And I can always tell I'm somebody else in the room has been raised from the dead. She's like, you've sent that? And I said, no, ma'am, I don't. That's really cool that you can. I like, I, I don't get that. And I asked her if she, if she remembers seeing me. Said, well, she was there. She said, no, she, or she died, and then she woke back up. But, they, but she knew that she had died, um, just because the people around her. But she didn't have an experience either. Hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. First one I've heard, because a lot of people do have, you know, their, uh, you know, out-of-body experiences. And that, that would have been awesome. I would have loved to sure. have that happen, but I didn't see anything out or wait to come back probably. Did you have anything, like in, in this, this woman's case, something changed about her after the fact? Did anything change with you after the fact? No, um, not really. Okay. I mean, I was only seven and a half, but, no, I, I mean, I think um, me and my dad have a, have a really good relationship, and we were really, really close, and that might have something to do with it, just because um, I've always been a daddy's girl, mm-hmm. and I think anybody knows they knew that, so. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. 
that is such a cool story. Just a amazing, um, just an amazing testimony that I, I've heard you know many times um, being trained with JGLM. So, uh, listeners, if you would like to hear the story, make sure you check out the DHT, the Divine Healing Technician Trainings, and you'll hear the story. It's it's uh, in everyone I've heard. So, um, it's a it's just a compelling story and an amazing chain of events. And now you get a chance to hear it on both sides of the coin to make your own decision about it. So, again, joining us on the phone today, Rebecca Todd, the uh, daughter, personal assistant, administrator at JGLM, personal assistant to Reverend Curry Blake over there at JGLM as well, joining us today telling her story and we're getting to know a little about her and it is exciting, good stuff uh, just on this whole show. And we have one more segment to go and when we come back we're going to hear a little bit of a lesson that's on her heart of things she would like to share. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast and we will be back momentarily. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. listeners we've come to the end number three segment three ten minutes yet to go here on the heal the sick podcast with me million m-i-l-l-i-a-n a presentation of dominion fire church las vegas nevada today on the phone rebecca todd uh, personal assistant to curry blake over at jglm works in the administration area over there many many things that uh, she participates in over at the headquarters this is a busy lady, kind enough to join us today to tell her story and some of her background and uh, amazing show so far and just amazing stuff to hear and uh, absolutely love it. Hope you guys love it too. Um, Rebecca, at this point in the show, I ask people if they will share a lesson of some kind, something that's on your heart, something that you're working through right now, something that is uh, you think the world needs to hear or know about. So what can you share with us today um, that you think people need to know? Uh, something that actually Garth's been doing with me on, um, actually since I was a teenager, but it's just now working it out onto paper, really. I'm just writing it out. But, um, uh, well, just to start off, I was listening to a song by a Christian artist named Miss Francesca Bettacelli. And the song says, um, I'm letting go of all the dreams God had for me. And, like, right then, it finally clicked. And I was like, this is a Christian person singing this. I'm like, People think that because they're Christian, every goal or dream or anything that they want in life is what they're supposed to do because they're Christian. And let's say someone who wants to be in ministry, they usually want to see their name in life, so they want to be the guy, the, the woman, or the person, the go-to person, um, or the next big name in Christianity. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean those things are right. That doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do. Um, so letting go of your goals and your dreams and your aspirations are the things that you want to do for you, even if you're supposed to want to do them for God, that's a total thing. 
you, your name doesn't have to be in lights for you to for you to do awesome things for God. Actually, probably some of the most effective men and women, you know, in Christianity, we probably don't even know their names. They've done to change the face of a country or even a county is is such a big deal. But you don't have to do it the way that you think you're supposed to do it. You, does that make sense? No, absolutely. That's, that's no, it's it, it seems like a lot of times that um kind of like you were saying it's that if before I got saved I was I wanted to be a rock star now I want to be a Christian rock star it's like I'm not giving up necessarily that dream I'm just painting it in a different color so to speak and that's right that seems to be it now if it's a genuine calling that you know God has placed on you yeah I, obviously that's one thing but if it's something where right. you're um, just fulfilling what you want because it's what you want. I, I think that's more of a different story. That's probably what you're getting at, right? That's exactly what I mean. Uh, there's nothing in scripture that says, you know, he's going to take what you want to do for the world and make it, you know, for him. Like you said, he's going to make you a, a bike for Jesus. That's not what it's about. It's giving up the little picture you always thought you wanted to, to live his life. You lay down like that, so you lay down your low life and pick up his high life, whatever that means. You know, and and too, I guess on maybe the kind of the other side of that too is kind of keeping that that perspective managed as well. Um, because before I was saved, for instance, I was you know trying to be a big radio star on the East Coast, and it just uh, you know didn't pan out for me, and and you know life went the way it goes. So now after I'm saved, I still have that talent, and I still have that ability. So now I just right. as I operate in ministry, I augment ministry by using radio skills, for instance. So. Um, it's probably not a method of, you know, totally, you know, giving up skills and talents that can be used for the kingdom. I think uh, right. it just sounds like it's keeping keeping yourself in check more than anything else, right? That's, that's exactly, <laughs> you hit it on the head, that's exactly what I mean. It's not, not getting completely, you know, sidelined with it, you know what I mean? So yeah, you're, you're, you're speaking the language. <laughs> so how had um how had that applied in your life when you know, what was is there something going on in your life that that prompted God to speak to you on it? Oh, I always wanted to sing. I always wanted to be like a singer, you know. I always wanted to do that. And even when I was younger, like sixteen or seventeen, um, I was just going through the Bible and I thought I was going to be the next, you know, Catherine Coleman or the next whatever. And and other things that you know, not that God wasn't using in that way, but it's not about that. And usually it's when you lay those things down when it actually happens. And God's just like, forget everything that you thought that you wanted best for you. It's not about you. It's about doing, you know, I don't know, just being Christian. And mm -hmm. whatever comes along, you do that. Jesus says he went about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything, everything just went about and just did. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, something that, that we talk about in our ministry here. And it's just like, you know, when you come to the end of yourself, that's when Christ can really get started. So it's it, yeah. it's a big part yeah. of that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I help worship and I, stuff like that. And I appreciate being able to have those, you know, those opportunities. But it's not my focus. And I think that's the main thing. Uh, and, and I guess this is kind of stemming from, we do get a lot of people that, that come in here and they want to be trained, but they're, they want to leave because they want to be the guy or they want to be the person. And I'll, it's just, it's not about that. It's not about being the person because there's only one person that's important, and that's Jesus. But people always want the spotlight on them. I don't say people, I'm not trying to you know, talk about every person, but in general, there's a lot of people that, they, you know, think of themselves more highly than they ought to, basically, when Jesus is the only one that's important. 
Yeah. And you know what? And that's, that's something that's very easy to fall into and we see it all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. So it's, uh, it's listeners. It's a big lesson about keeping yourself in check, which is huge. And you know, we all deal with it. We all struggle with it. I'm, I'm guilty of it just as much as anyone else is. So we, it's something we have to learn to manage without a doubt. So excellent stuff on, uh, just, just keeping yourself in check by all means. Um, Rebecca, if people would like to find out more about you or get caught up with, uh, JGLM or just to get involved somehow, how would they contact you? Is, uh, any websites, emails, phone numbers? How would people track yes. you guys down? Yes. Uh, well, the main website is, uh, www.jglm.org. Um, my personal email would be, um, you know, before the lost at jglm.org. I also have a schedule because I handle all that scheduling, so it's a schedule at jglm.org. And we have so many emails front and front. We're pretty easy to get a hold of. But uh, those are just the main ones. Okay. Excellent. And, um, Listeners, at any time, if you have any uh, issues or, or you don't have a chance to get a hold of them or you're not finding what you need, please make sure you email us as well at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction and get you all taken care of. So uh, make sure you check it out and make sure you uh, you go and go and listen to some of the material, namely the uh, the Divine Healing Technician, the New Man series, all good stuff. Just it, one just keeps getting better than the other. It, it, I guarantee it'll change your life. If you haven't heard it already, go check it out. Good, 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 good stuff. Uh, Rebecca, I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show today. Uh, we, we tried a couple times. We had some things come up. A little baby on the way for you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so life gets in the way sometimes. But uh, congratulations on that. I haven't spoken to you since. So that uh, sounds like your little family's growing nicely. So congrats to you. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, again, thank you for being here with us. I always love having conversations with you. It's uh, it, it's good to hear a little different perspectives on what you have going on there at JGLM. So uh, again, thank you for that. And as we thank end our – and absolutely, as we end our show today – we always ask our guests if they will please pray for our audience. And um, if you'll please pray for healing and along the way, if you feel any promptings, any special things to pray for, word of knowledge, prophetic, whatever, just let it rip. And uh, would you please pray us to the end? Yes. Right now, in Jesus' name, Father, I thank you that you've already provided our healing. And I thank you that anybody listening right now, I love their Right, right now, in the name of Jesus, to just uh, keep that, take that. Somebody's in a in a dark place, a little, a little vague, but there's a depression. Somebody's got depression, and I can command you to go right now in Jesus' name. Depression, I command you to go now in Jesus' name, and I speak life in the name of Jesus and peace, peace right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that it's already done. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Mm. Bodies, I can make you to be healed right now in Jesus' name, 100%. 100% right now in the name of Jesus. Pain, sickness, go now in the name of Jesus. 100% whole. 100% healed right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for that name. That we can come to you for anything, Lord. I thank you for the people that are listening and that you seek blessed in the name of Jesus into their lives and to their families. 
We're going to call in family members right now in Jesus' name and say, be saved. If you have a family member that you've been praying for, change the leave for them. In the name of Jesus. Call their name and just say, Matt, you will preach the gospel in Jesus' name. Christopher, you will preach the gospel in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the gospel, for this light in our lives. And we're going to call on our families in the name of Jesus for the hour short. We thank you, Father, for the families and the loved ones that are going to be brought in. In the name of Jesus. We say, be saved in the name of Jesus. And we just speak life into their lives right now in the name of Jesus. You start calling your family members and you tell them that they will preach the gospel in Jesus' name. When you're praying for them, don't pray to God. You pray the same way you would when they're when you want someone healed. You tell them you're going to preach the gospel in Jesus' name. You're going to change nations in Jesus' name. You speak the things you want to see in their lives. And we thank you for it, Father, that family members are going to come in. The kids are going to come in. The one that you never thought would be saved is going to come in. We thank you for it, Father, for the expanding of the kingdom and for the love that you've given us that we can give to others. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Okay. Very, very awesome. I know if I was a devil, I'd be quaking in my boots right about now. So good, good <laughs> stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Rebecca Todd, Rebecca, thank you so much. And listeners, anytime yep. you would like to track us down, you can visit our website at www.dominionfire.com. You can also email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, all the, I, I've lost track. We have like every social media, YouTube, Instagram, everything can be found. <laughs> on our website at dominionfire.com. Check it out there. And uh, something new we've started rolling out as well is uh, not in, in our prayer request area, not only in uh, posting to uh, make prayer requests, but we also are doing recordings now. If you want to have an MP3 sent to you with a prayer, by all means, go to our website, check it out, and you can see how it all works. And uh, we'll send something out to you so you can actually have something to listen to as well. We're taking prayer up into the digital age, baby. <laughs> so make sure you check that out and check out all the other resources we have on uh, on the website as well as all the other programs. And uh, it is an absolute pleasure to serve you and bring you this and to just talk with all these amazing men and women of God. It's truly a blessing, truly a pleasure. And uh, we got many more to come, so we're going to keep rolling forward here on the Heal the Sick podcast by Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll see you next time. And as we always say here at the ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time.